It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey, what's going on, Garden Report people? Hey, fellas. How is everyone? Welcome back, John. I, I'm glad that... John, you're looking golden. <laughs> I'm glad the store is still open. What is That's that? All. So I'm glad you guys are still so glad we're still open for business. Are you just bathing in in like no, oil? man? That's just I tan like this like through. You don't I do SPF through do the windshield of my You've car. Never heard you of know, it. like I don't even. <laughs> no, but... trust, trust me. I'm uh, not. Me try... I'm not trying to me get too. this this way. This is just. This is how. This is how the. I'm over here melting. Yeah, you SPF no. cream cheese That's, on. This every, is how the greens day. do it. I love Bobby in Vegas with the cream cheese on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had it. <laughs> Bucket hat was on very tight. It was dangerous out there. I walked by a guy with like tomato red face and I was like, that can't be me. Bobby lived. Yep. Yeah, Bobby lived. It was um, a fun week uh, out there. Yeah. Lots to talk about. Viewers were excited, John. I didn't know if they tune in or be intrigued by this team, but yeah. we had a lot of interest in this summer league team and what was going on out there, of course, headlined by our friend below, Jalen Brown. It's crack, man. I'm telling you, some people are it's, just that addicted to the. I, to the it's uh, I, I'm 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 definitely encouraged by the interest. I think it's great, um, and like you know, it's off seasons are always great because it's like the promise of like, um, you know, something new, something better. You know, you you end a season with disappointment, and it's like, okay, Porzingis, okay, let's see if this Walsh kid is good. So, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about whether we think the Celtics are better off right now than they were when they ended the year. We'll talk about, um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, summer league stuff. Yeah, summer league. uh, He ain't talking about you. uh, He ain't talking about you. Summer league musings from Bobby, who was down there, and, um, and, yep. uh, and I want to know the out. clubs you went to, Bobby. We'll talk about Grant. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about all of it, but we're going to start talk with Jalen, who is somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I believe so. Um, You don't know where? I haven't seen him posting out there, so I don't know if he's there yet, but I didn't hear exact country. I mean, Europe's pretty. It's... Is he in Serbia or is he in England? I don't know. Yeah, we'll also talk about FanDuel. Uh, America's number one sports book. You can sign up there. Um, we'll talk about uh, Factor Meals. America's number – everything's number one. We Ooh. only deal with number one. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I got my Factor kit. kit. That was some good stuff. Yeah, and we will talk about uh, AG1, America's number one nutritional supplement. <clears throat> Those are the sponsors of the Garden Report. But let's get into Jalen Brown and, like, you know, 
You know me. I All like right, John, work. let me set you up here. I want to work we... my way into it. I don't want to go nuclear right off the top. No, but, but I just – you asked me. I think you asked me, actually. Is this just going to be open and closed, boom, July 1st, done? I said, yeah. Yep. I said, this is – it's 300. What's there to talk about? What's there to discuss? What's there to quibble over? And we are 18 days later and not even close to a resolution. There's been reassurance at every turn. Every week it feels like it's like it's going to get done. Summer League was supposed to be. Once they were there, they were going to sit down and wrap it up. And now it's on pause. I tweeted a couple of days ago, and of course I got massive blowback. This This is officially weird, and it's been weird. And I don't know how you can't agree with that. So what was what was your reaction, John, when you saw that it didn't go through and then it just never did? So, again, the second it didn't go through right away, you knew that there was something. It doesn't mean what's happening. This is the problem with how this is going to go. You're going to have the everything is all right crowd in one, you know, you know, in one bucket. Then then anybody who says anything else is going to be viewed as a doomer. This isn't a doomer take. This should have been turnkey. These things are easy. We've seen how many other people have signed these extensions already. It's here's what I can pay you. I love it. Thank you. Done. And you sign and you're done. All the deals are the same. Five years with a player option in the last one. There's really no hang up here unless there's something that isn't that doesn't make sense. And either the Celtics are trying to convince Jalen to not take the max, 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 instead of 35% of the cap, 30, 31%, whatever that is. We've seen that happen in some instances before. I think Clay, uh, there's a couple others. And then there's, um, then there's uh, you know, the only other thing is Jalen's willingness. You know, so you wonder, like, which of the things is holding it up? Because these are, there's, you don't even need Maybe an agent in the NBA. Uh-huh. What's that? Jimmy's fooling around with something down there. Jimmy, are you twisting things? Stop. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I didn't know you could hear. I didn't even know you my audio was working. I got people telling me that my audio is not matched up we, to my mouth. If we no, had we Timmy Bottle Caps here producing, he'd be all over your shit right now. So come on. Yeah, I um, know. All right, all right. Back on your train of thought. Go. Nothing. I mean, so it's We're all here obviously, for you, John. Go. It's weird, right? We don't know why it's weird, and it's weird. And it still might end up getting done, and all of the nothing-to-see-here crowd will be like, see? But it doesn't mean it was fine all along. It just it just means... You can't go to Europe? Some... What? Oh, you can't take a trip to Europe? You've got... You... Works for the NBPA. Yeah. On the other side of the you can't go to Europe is the crowd that's saying, like, why isn't he just sitting at home learning how to dribble? You right. know, like... Um, Less swimming at the bottom of the ocean and more he's dribbling. dribbling his way through <laughs> Prague right hand. now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, if he's going to go to Europe, fine. But I want to see him dribbling the entire time. I'm on like airport. cobblestones too. Yeah, with the ball had taken weird bounces, and you got to learn to control. European it. dribbling is a cobblestone. Yeah, that that's a good place to do that out yeah. there. I found it weird from the start. There isn't much to haggle over here. The latest you're These hearing are easy. is These the latest easy. you're hearing is player option. Which I understand. If the Celtics want to have some flexibility, I don't understand that. Well, that's a, I'm that's about a... to explain it. If the Celtics want to have some flexibility, to trade him down the line, <laughs> or they think we're giving you 300 million, which is dozens of what you could earn over elsewhere, we want to have that 50 year of team control, undisputed, which increases his value to them, 
and to other teams potentially down the line. And I think from Brown's perspective, he's trying to block against there being value in him being traded, which includes a trade kicker, which isn't a huge deal, but might be something that gives him something closer to a no trade down the line or the fifth year player option, which say the Celtics trade him a year or two into the deal really gives that new team one, two years of control. So I think that's probably the most likely answer here, John, right? Is that Brown's trying to protect against being traded in this deal and the Celtics are trying to maintain flexibility to do so. What can he do though? Hold on. We've, we've learned now that some of the reports out there about what Brown could be asking for, he can't ask for. Right. Uh, he, he, so he the no trade no clause trade. can't be he done He can't now. get an option in the middle of a deal. All he can get is what everyone gets on these deals, which is that fifth year player option. And, and a lot, and that's very standard. Like that's not a big thing. That's unless the Celtics, unless the Celtics are fighting like hell to say like, nah, man, if I'm going to 295, like we get that option. Like I don't maybe I mean I don't know. That's I don't... that's what I'm hearing right now. So if that's the thing and the Celtics want that option that normally goes to the player or the players are accustomed to getting or the players really want, fine. That would be fine as a sticking point. Uh because ultimately you still assume it gets done, right? Because not getting done makes no sense for either side. And that's why I think all of the reporting is the way it is, is you know, Jalen Brown, you know, it's like I joked on Twitter, has flown to Mars. But, you know, we, you know, he'll be back in a few years, but we still think the deal's getting done. Like, everyone right. still thinks the deal's getting done is because it should get done. Like, it's dumb for both sides not to get done. Yet, here we are. So that's like the part of the reporting that I wish we got more of. Like, even though, sure, they might come to terms on an agreement at some point. What's the real hangup? You know, and what are what are both sides feeling about negotiations? Is there a little tension? You know, what's the real hangup here? I don't think the fifth year option is that big of a deal. Everybody gets it. He yeah. can't get a no trade clause, so I highly doubt he's going to come off of a player option on top of that. Um, and I think the Celtics, if the money is right, they'll say, "Yeah, fine, take the take, take the um, the player option." Um, you know, Bobby, I think the trade kicker might be a, a a little bit of a big deal because if there is a situation someday where Jalen Brown does want to be traded and does ask to be traded, the trade kicker is going to prevent the Celtics from trading him to a lot of teams with this new salary cap situation. here. Yeah. It's in effect CBA. like a no trade clause. So you really right. can't, you can't, right. can't you, it's a no trade clause that he can't waive because there's actually, well, isn't you know, that interesting though? Because, you can waive it because but oh, you can. Yeah. there's one world in which, um, you know, some people believe Brown doesn't love Boston and doesn't necessarily want to be here, but the money's going to be too good to pass up. And then there's another where we're sitting here talking about how he wants security to ensure that he doesn't get traded. Um, those two things run a little bit counter to each other. Well, sort, part of it's sort of not part wanting of it's to get traded is controlling your destination. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, what you don't want to do is sign. So, I mean, that and Brown's a smart you can just man. pull a Damian Lillard. Brown's a smart guy. He knows that wet. signing this deal vastly increases the likelihood he gets traded rather than decreases. You know, like, I, well, think, I don't know about that, John. If he doesn't sign a deal, don't you think he's getting traded? If he, I'm saying signing a deal kind of means you probably don't get to pick where you, where, where you play because the Celtics, 
I think are very likely going to look to shop oh, him in I a see. year. At some point. You know? Oh, in a year? Okay. In I a year, you two years, if things don't work, that's immediately where you turn. Let me see what I can get for this guy and let's reload and start over. He knows it, which means he's going to have to spend the last three years or two years of a deal wherever the hell the Celtics send him without any protection. I get that. Not getting to pick your choice. That's what I think it has to be. Um, but that's more the price so than you money. pay for, for yeah. $50 million a year. Yeah, and I think that's the Celtics' perspective is you're buying into this contract with the potential to possibly be moved down the line. Now, I don't think the Celtics right now are looking at this and saying, let's set ourselves up to move ground down the line. But they did build themselves some leverage here by uh, trading for Porzingis, by signing him to a a relatively team-friendly deal over the next two years here, having two stars in position in case Brown did need a move down the line. So I – I think that's what this all stems back to. Like this to me, John reeks of distrust on both sides. And we've heard from Brown's side, the distrust and the hangover from last summer and what happened there. But I also think the Celtics are setting themselves up right here to potentially have flexibility to move him if they need to. And uh, you almost look at both sides right now and just say, just get it done. It's not that hard. Like whatever needs to be done, get it done and move past this because that was the it might be hard bobby they're they're obviously so doesn't it but if if but jimmy if, if brown opinion. looked at they don't want to give him brown the looked at it and said this is where i want to be long term love it here boom he gets a player option and he gets the super max deal that everybody gets and it's it's all great and if brown or if the celtics looked at it and said we're committed to this guy. There's no chance we move him, give him that reassurance. I don't think he needs to look at it from that perspective either. But right now, Brown's still looking at last summer and saying, I almost got yeah, traded look, on a win. Why should they say that, Bobby? The, the protections get, aren't going to get that. Yeah. The protections look, aren't going to He thinks happen. he should be treated like what's that. He, you well, think Tatum will be treated like that when the time comes? What's he get? What's he get? What's like, you have to look at it from his perspective. He's right to think all those things. But What's his alternative? Not sign, and right. then ride it into free and agency. And that's the leverage the Celtics have right now. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's leverage. Saying no <laughs> is 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 leverage, but it's also a sixty million dollar choice. And know? we've said this all along, right? The Celtics have a lot more leverage here than they were given credit for at the beginning, and I think that's a big reason the deal isn't done. They can sit here and say no player option, and I don't really know what Brown's going to do besides go to Europe and do whatever and you know string this along because i guess that's the pressure that's leaning against the celtics right now is everybody like us sitting here and saying what the hell is going on every day because we got nothing else to talk about really at this juncture of the summer but money wise he's got nowhere else to go like all he can really do is string this to a point where like you said john he ends up getting traded i don't think that's going to happen so that's one control his own destiny then he wouldn't sign a contract this year because he's not going to get an out and that's Unless, where it really would get tricky jimmy right but let Going me tell you this Bobby, no deal. let me tell you this what do agents tell their clients to do all the time take the bag and then demand a trade so we can sit here and say oh we can't have it both ways but we've seen players have it both ways i'm not saying that that's his plan but we've seen it happen we're seeing it happen yeah there's right now there, with there's Damian no Lillard, reason no there's no reason for either side to trust the other 
The Celtics have no idea what Jalen's true intentions are. They have no idea what he would do if he went to free agency and whether he would return because he likes it here, even if they could give him the most amount of money. Uh, and this uh, Jalen has no reason to believe none whatsoever that the Celtics uh, would, would be, uh, you know, that Brad, when he gets out there and throws these flowery bouquets his way, like we love Jalen, we want him to be here. Like he knows it's, it's proven to be bullshit. Um, yeah, he knows that he's been dangled multiple times. Um, and he knows that he's the first Tatum's the golden child, and he's gonna be the first person named anytime something goes sideways and they're like, Oh, things aren't right, they can't play together, let's get rid of Jalen. Mm-hmm. So he's right, but I don't know what he gets. The the only other option is it's a money thing. And if it's a money thing, if you're starting to mess with his money, then yes, is he gonna is he going to pass up and again, what are the hard figures? What does he get in free agency signing with someone else max next year if he doesn't take the super max this year, Bobby? Is it 230 or something? Huh? Like 184. 184 for four or something? Yeah. Is that what it comes down to? So he's leaving a a big chunk of change on the table. A lot of money. Yeah, that's not an option. He can't go to free agency. But if the Celtics start to say, well, not 295, but how about 245? And then you do the math on that over five versus 184 over four, and he thinks, Nah, I'm going to bet on myself, you know? So, like, there go is a Go to Florida. Num- go to Texas. Don't pay a tax. Go to a, ta- go to a place that doesn't have income tax. Go somewhere where, you know, where you're comfortable that they're building around you where you're the guy. There is a number that it just goes low enough for Jalen to say, I can leave that on the table. And to, to get, I can still co- I'll still come back here if I want, but I, I want to be able to control my own destiny. Mm-hmm. So they are playing with fire attack. Yeah, but do you, do you really want Brown more – disinterested in the situation they already is. I don't want it, but ultimately like the reality is this, you know, and we joked about it and I caught a lot of crap for saying like where I rank Jalen among the players. There's a strong amount of people here that don't necessarily believe he's a super max guy. It's a weird oddity of the CBA that says, if you make one of these teams, you're a super max guy. And I don't think anybody believes Jalen Brown is truly a super max guy. I think they think he's just a hair below that, you know? And so if you want to pay him what you think he's worth and be able to build a team, that's less than the max. And if the Celtics are trying to convince him of that, I don't know how that conversation is going to go. And if that's what's happening right now, then the holdup makes sense. It makes sense why Brown wouldn't go nuclear and blow the whole thing up publicly. But if it drags much longer, I am waiting for that report of like talks are off. You know what I mean? Is like, I, but we don't know if it's there. If it comes into the thing- of, yeah. Kind of reminds me of arbitration, like in baseball, John, it's like you re- the players in the in the team they rarely ever want to go to arbitration because what that becomes is just here's everything you yeah, suck no, at and why ne- we are trying never to pay want to you go this there. number. This is why you don't and, deserve and, the money. Right, right, right. And like the longer this thing goes, and again, we're speculating in a way because there's just not enough reports out there to tell us otherwise. But the longer this thing goes, the more I think that they're not, you know, they're they're just not as close as maybe we think that they were or that they should be. And maybe there is money involved. And maybe the Celtics are saying, here's why we don't want to pay you the max or why we can't pay you the max, right? And maybe they have a whole – I don't think it's uh, the money. We we debated this last time, Jimmy. It's always the money, Bobby. They can sell off some money potentially to – Bobby, you really think it's because, oh, we want to hold on to your fifth-year player option and they're going to screw with Jalen Brown and make him pissed off because of that? 
The guy could ask for a trade in two years. Who cares about his fifth-year player? Well, option? at that point, it'd be ownership. And is ownership really threatening a star player here over some luxury tax? Because this is the guy you want to pay luxury tax to keep. You can trade Brogdon if you really want to cut your luxury tax. That's not where you should be cutting corners on is one of the stars you want to keep here. So you have to ask, do you really want to keep him? Because like, you, you're not going to do, do this with Tatum. Here's the thing. There are, there are examples of other players having – you might try to sell somebody on a vision, right? Like, this is what I mean. The vision might be like, Jalen, we could totally give you 295. But if we do, here's what it means. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. We want to be able to add. We're up against it a little bit. We can't do all of these things. If we do that, what we'd like to do is try to convince you to take blank because we think overall it's going to be better for the team and it's still a shit ton of money and more than you can make in the open market. It's very possible that conversation's going on. It's very possible. And it's very possible. Jalen's like, yeah, call me when that number hits 295 and that's it. Like right now, I mean, Bobby, again, all the reports have been working close sides are confident. Celtics are confident a deal get done. They might button it up in Vegas. Was there any inkling they even like, she texted each other once in vague. Like there's no, there was no, he didn't attend any of the games. So there was, and again, it doesn't, he doesn't have to in order for them to talk. Yeah. But I don't get, I don't get the vibe. Interesting. I don't get the vibe that there's like, I think they're stuck somewhere. I know, you know, and just kind of hoping, like, eventually they'll get They're through They're stuck it. somewhere because both sides want something here. Both sides want everything, I'd imagine. And, and again, I don't think the Celtics are trying to make him take a pay- haircut. I think they knew what they were getting into with the Supermax thing and that they're prepared to pay that. They could potentially add some incentives here that give them some, like, escalators down luxury tax-wise if they really want to do that. He has those in his current deal. But, again, is that going to make or break a, a deal here? I wonder if the compromise ultimately ends up being, John, like a few percentage points below 35% in exchange for that player option. Like, would that make ownership happy enough in turn with Brown also being happy to have that protection? And then you throw the trade kicker in there and say, you're going to make extra Again, money if traded. That's I don't the know. Worst part. There's, that's there's a-, a few trade offs like those. And that's why, Jimmy, I think it is close. Like, it's not like they're sitting at 240 and he's at 290. I don't think no. that's the reality of this. That's but here's the thing. What if they're at two seventy? We don't know though. I don't, it, what thing. does that gain you? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> it's lower. I don't know. Less. It's lower. Yeah, but it it's, doesn't gain you much. Twenty million bucks. Five million dollars less a year. So I mean, look. Again, it sucks having this conversation without having details what the sticking points are. So you're forced to speculate, and you know it, all of this could be so off base, and they could wow. be. It could be like. You know, he's trying to negotiate, you know, an extra five tickets for his family. Like it could be <laughs> it could be so minor and and basically done that there's no concern on their end. That's absolutely within the realm of possibility. But it still is weird because this should have been easy and it's not, which means. Again, we don't know if it's a problem yet, it, but it's not normal. It's not a normal thing. It's, it's something. So, the longer it drags on, the longer you People wonder. Wanna... And again, like I said, if and when it gets struck, everyone will be like, I told you so, and whatever. And and that's that. Right. Uh, and that's how these things work. But, right. um, you know, we'll we'll keep talking about it, uh, you know, as it goes on. And I'll get your closing thoughts on Jalen before we switch topics. Uh, what's our promo these days, FanDuel? What do we got? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, final thoughts on Jalen Brown before we move the conversation on to some other Celtics-related matters, including Grant Williams, uh, some of his comments after his departure, and we'll talk about Summer League as well. Um, we'll check in briefly on Joe Sway. Let's see where he is. Last we saw Joe Sway, that's what his Wi-Fi looked like. <laughs> Live from Brockton, Joe Sway Pavone, everybody. Uh, he's, I think he's strangled himself in his headphones. This We've seen a lot of bad Wi-Fi performances from Joe Sway's router. This, this is, this is off-season Joe this Sway is number Wi-Fi one. performance. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to make of this anymore. It's concerning long-term because you, you want them to – be on the same page here, right? And if this does go into camp, I mean, you've seen this in other situations too here, and I know there's a couple of things going on in the NFL on this uh, yeah. front, different scenarios, but this is a big distraction come training camp, and it's going to linger throughout the season. It's a disaster. If it doesn't get done, it's a trade. I mean, it's uh, it's a abandoned ship. And yet and co- he's tough to trade now. So this is Brown's leverage in turn. What's the Celtics leverage? No one else can really pay him this money. What's Brown's leverage is he can continue to make this look pretty messy here by just sort of evading uh, the talks. Yeah. And like you said, John, the day we hear talks are off until the end of the season, it's like alarms left and right. And that's risky from his standpoint, right? Because if he gets hurt, that money's gone. But if he comes out and does what he thinks he's capable of this year, you have to think that the Celtics would have to come around with a substantial offer in unrestricted free agency. And, you know, he'd be the biggest free agent next summer by far. Can't go out there and get a lot of money. But at that point, the threat is leaving for nothing, and that would be an absolute disaster. So this, these are little things, it seems like, that they're haggling over here. But the, uh, the methods that both sides could flex here to um, potentially – yeah. exert themselves are pretty substantial so they can. just want to see them get it done like if if this just comes across the table in a week supermax done i think everybody would be happy with it and i think both sides would be happy too so i don't get the postponement and all the haggling here well that's why my antennas are up because someone it feels like is going to leave the table unhappy or not as happy as maybe they that's the thing want it to be when this the next started. the next thing we hear is it's either done or we've got a real problem because right now all we've heard is right. it'll be fine you i don't want to hear they're talking oh. it'll be fine oh he did this it'll be fine we still expect it to get done mm. it'll be fine no it'll that's fine. fine for the next month john but once september comes around it's camp time i don't want to hear oh this could happen at the end of the year free agency we're saying like you can't just keep kicking well, that, the can down like, the road at a certain point now they retain the supermax rights all the way into free agency bobby yes but the extension needs to get done by october so you can't extend them during like there would be a day that talks. No, I know, but I'm saying if you yeah, don't yeah, extend yeah, they by can still October pay them. at they the can end still of pay next that off season, you've still got that supermax hammer. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's still a big hammer, right? And you're taking a hundred million dollar hit if you're Brown. It Even would be like the state tax stuff we kick around at that point, John, doesn't really close that gap. 
what what's the most um sorry i think we already said this but what's the most brown can make on like another 180 team aside from the celtics 184 i'm almost certain let me uh double check that number exactly so we're, we're not even in the same stratosphere. Yeah, of what it's a ginormous advantage over leaving in free agency, mostly because the Celtics can pay him five years and other teams can pay him four. Right. Right. I mean, it would be, it would be pretty foolish to go, you know, we've seen it. Unfortunately, we've seen athletes kind of screw themselves by not taking a contract when they could, then they get hurt and then they have to do like a prove it year. And, you know, I'm not saying in basketball, but in, in any sport, really, we've seen it. So it would be kind of foolish to leave all that money on the table and play the season through with the distractions, with the constant questions, you know, going to visiting uh, arenas and, and I guess maybe being courted in a sense by opposing teams, fans, you know, rumors coming out. I don't think that would be good for the Celtics or Jalen Brown in that scenario. I, I would still be shocked if I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised if they can't come to some sort of, Right, trade, tra- again, trade Brown's kicker, gonna make a lot no of money. player option, something like that. Or player option, no trade kicker, like whatever it is. Like I think the player option is pretty standard, so I, I would be surprised not to get that. It's got to come down to money right now. And again, the Celtics have leverage with money because Jalen Brown can't get anywhere near what the Celtics can offer them. And if they don't think he's a super max player, it would be a – it would be – it's a tough business decision to make because you're kind of trying to weigh the pros and the cons of giving somebody you think might not be worth the money but also the damage control involved in not coming to a deal or having to trade him and potentially torpedoing a, a championship season that you can have coming up here. So there's a lot of pros and cons, and I think that's all being discussed internally right now, honestly. Jalen Brown has, you know – his negotiating tactics, the Celtics have theirs, but someone's going to have to blink. It's at some true, point. but here's the thing: right now, it's a sixty per year, right? So, if you did say, what, mm-hmm. what if you wanted to cut it down to say, uh, you know, two forty-five? Okay, that becomes right. forty-nine or around, you know, forty-nine fifty per year, right? Now, the one eighty-four is forty-six per year. So, again, it's all of a sudden you're thinking. I know the 295 is a large number, but the wiggle room isn't as great as you think. If you shave. And he might opt out anyway. Again, if you shave it down, even at 51, 52, 53, rather than looking at it at the total value of what you're leaving on the table, you look at it in average annual value and say, screw it. I'm taking 46 to play where I want to play versus 51 over here. And again, 51 would be 255 million over five, you know, like there's a $5 million difference per year. And you're thinking I'll make it up on the second deal when the cap goes all frigging skyrocketing, I'll sign for four. And then my next one's going to be ginormous. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not as he is. He is a union head though. And you know how that usually goes is you don't want to be taking less and, you know, doing all this stuff but you know whatever it might be remember Kyrie a year ago with a mid-level and stuff like that the guys just don't do that because of the precedent that sets so I'd, I'd be stunned if he left in free agency it it just wouldn't be becoming of the position he's in and I don't think it'd be a good move for him personally given the cap space that's out there now there's not a lot of it you just saw what Grant had a kind of maneuver to get 54 million never mind 184 so I I think this gets done I just I just do and I do like as much as we look at all the, you know, malcontent statements he makes at certain times, 
I, I do think he's committed to this. Like, you know, I, I think he's been in communication. I think they've had talks and I think there's certain things he's holding out over here. I don't think there's a situation where they're miles apart. And I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's a lot of like the trade flexibility factors here because he doesn't want to be traded. And I don't think the Celtics want to trade him necessarily right now, but you do want to have flexibility to do so if you need to do so. So uh, there's just something's got to break there on a compromise on both ends. And I don't think those things are crucial enough on either end for this to really go to like a nuclear place. It's very weird that it's stretched out this long. And I'm, it looks like it's going to continue for a little while here while it's on pause, which is the strangest thing of all. But I don't think that talk's going to break down to what you mentioned, John, that they're going to stop and then the season's going to play out with him on an expiring deal. As Jimmy said, that wouldn't be good for either side. Yeah, it's, it, it, is, it is what it is. And it, let me ask you this, guys, before we wrap this. I know John's going to have an interesting answer to this, but don't you – Especially now that like we've, we've kicked around like Murray and these other options, these other trades, those are starting to fly off the table here. Don't you want him here? Like all things being equal, like isn't it still best for the team to have him here, have him under control, and have him continuing to improve as this as this deal goes on? Like there aren't great alternatives. What's the Lillard, what's the, what's the, what's the to Lillard, Sorry, one more time. Like, like we kicked around Lillard. Don't you want Jalen Brown here, John? Don't you just Versus want him here? What? All yeah, the other yeah, alternatives. Lillard. Uh, this, you know, multiple. Jalen Brown contracts. versus Lillard? No, I want Lillard. So you want to you want to go out there and Dude, do Dude, I wanted right to do now. the Simon Scoot trade. Like, I mean, who are you talking to here? That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> we know where you're coming from on this. You don't you don't even want him on the team going forward. It's not that one him. It's, I it's, believe it's, his stats and soon to be his contract. Are, are are beyond what his actual contribution on the court is. Um, I just don't think he's that guy. Um, I think he's, I think he is what he is. I think he's a, a, a really good, talented finisher. Um, and that's it. That's it. And it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. We've been over this a million times before. It's not insulting to say Jalen Brown is really good at the hardest thing to do in basketball. He really is. Um, but I don't know that he does much else. And I think you can get something that might help your team more and have more money and more flexibility to go in other directions. Or you could trade, you could have traded potentially for a KD or a Lillard legit, legit top five, 10 superstar. Hey, you know what I want to do. And had done that. I would have done either of those things. But now you're in a position where you're paying him like a top 10, top 15 player. And I don't believe you're getting that return anymore. That's it. It's not. It's not personal. It just, you know. That's kind of where, I, where I'm at. I, I just don't think he belongs. As, he's going to be the highest paid player in the league. And I know it's just going to be temporary, but I just don't think he's anywhere near where, yeah. where he should be in that sense. And so how does that how does that make it difficult for the Celtics to build a team down the road, right? I mean, quite, you're going to have to do the yeah. same thing for Tatum. And so I understand what Jalen Brown brings to the team. I also understand – where he kind of lacks when it when it comes to what the team needs at times. And the bottom line is these guys have come up short the last few years together. And now we're just supposed to give everyone all the money available possible and with a big smile on our face and just assume that everything's going to be better. Well, yeah, everyone that way. I'm, I'm intrigued as anyone by the Lillard possibility, but everyone has flaws. Like you'd be trading Brown's flaws for Lillard's age and injury status and whatever – Risk might be happening there as well. Towns, like these other guys that you'd potentially flip him for once he's making $50 million salary. 
there's risks everywhere. Yes, you can, but now it's harder. And yes, now that's that's a tricky thing here too. But I think what we've seen this summer already is that they do want to keep him here and that it's not necessarily easy to swing a deal for him on a one-year deal uh, to be able to get something substantial back. I mean, I talked with Hiken out there, did the podcast on, um, you know, from the Portland perspective and Vegas. He thinks they wouldn't even want Brown in, in Portland. They'd have to offload him in a third team, you know, like a Houston or something. So, like, the contract status he's on right now makes it hard for him to trade in some sense, too. You missed your trade window. I think yeah. if you'd gotten the Durant thing done or, as I said a couple of years ago, recognized you'd be here now and determined, I think Jalen's excellent, but I don't know if I want to go down that road. And if I have to supermax him, I think that's more than I want to pay. And I'd rather um, get cheaper and younger and more versatile now and have more flexibility later. You could have made that. Like I said, a Halliburton-type trade two years ago is, is one I suggested and was scoffed at. But regardless, <laughs> a, a one like that, one with a Murray package, you know, like, and it doesn't matter that those were the options. You trade him as a star and get Mikhail Bridges picks and another player, or you trade him to get us to get the star. Instead, you have him and he is your star, whether or not you believe that he truly is. And you're paying him like one is the highest paid player in the league. And that's that. And I have questions too about how this big three is going to play together in terms of who has we'll the see. ball and who's sacrificing in that sense. That's another layer of potential. Don't call yeah, it. I hate that. Three. It's, 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 you know, you whatever you want to call it, the best three players on the team. Is that run? It's a better, it's Thank a bigger you. three Thank than one when we were trying to shoehorn Marcus in there. Let's at least say that. Yeah. Wow. We'll see. Come on, John. He's barely. He... He's still in the city, I think. I, I miss Marcus. I really do. Yet. For 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 most of my Marcus, most of most of my Marcus criticism was really just pushing back on people that were trying to overestimate what he actually was, rather than you know, rather than just appreciating it, which mm-hmm. was, you know, a guy who loved playing here and a guy who left it all on the floor and a guy who was who, who, who was like good with the media, who was just a likable dude, uh, you know, and like loved being a Celtic. Like I miss that already. I really do miss like having guys who want to be here. Right. It feels like everybody's a mercenary on this team right now. Yeah. And you lost another one, I think, in Grant Williams. You did I in want, Grant. I want yeah. your reaction to that, John. We kicked it around, the sign and trade, three seconds coming back, one of them being a swap. Uh, he goes out and gets fifty-four million, not quite twenty a year, but he got into the teens in the end with Dallas and yeah. ended up on a really good team with a starting role. Yeah, I got no problem with trading Marcus the player, but I miss Marcus the guy already. I really do. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I think they're gonna miss. They're gonna miss, like you said, they're gonna miss the fact that he embraced the city, the organization. He did play tough. I think they lost some toughness with him and Grant. Um, that's one of my big concerns, actually, about this team. Are we gonna are we transitioning into like Grant trade? So I was gonna transition a little bit into Grant, um, you know, and just just to put oh, a bow that. on it. Like I I think the oh crap, where is it? Sorry, I was looking for my stuff. I think the um, uh, I think like the Porzingis trade naturally uh, sealed Grant's fate, and we all kind of knew it, right? Um, that was kind of, that signified that it was done, especially when you knew you were extending him, there was kind of that money, right? That's kind of where we're at with it. Yeah. But it started a long time ago with the benching in February really is, is, is the beginning of the end of his time here. And even back to last summer with Gallinari, 
this team never seemed to want to keep Grant. And his his role got phased out during the year, which I thought was strange the whole way through. Disappeared in the playoffs, despite when he got those stints, played well in them, and and you know Brogdon gets hurt, he's suddenly back in the rotation. I thought he played decently in the East Finals. Uh, yeah, he's always going to get the crap for the little headbutt with Butler. Whatever. I, I like that. I think we all like the little bit of burst of intensity he showed there. And for this team, he always tried to lead them, always tried to instill himself, maybe a little bit too much in some ways. And I'm sure Dallas fans are already alarmed by some of his comments about being a ball handler and being a guy who sets up others for this Mavericks team, which I wouldn't love hearing if he was coming to the door here. But I thought he was just a rock solid player for this team and they're losing him for a couple seconds when they could have kept him at this price. This is the price that was kicking around in training camp that they seem to want to keep him at. And I know things change and you get poor Zingets and it's a different dynamic in the front court. Now Horford's back for two years, but, but just like Marcus and everything you said, they're going to be losing with him, John, I think you lose a little bit of that here too. And it was put to me in an interesting way. The two most physically imposing players on this team are gone. Like Porzingis, like he does some things that are nice. He's not really a physically imposing guy. No, you're right. Like, They're not. There's and no. White there's too. no. There's you know, no you beef. Can, you can yeah. argue White's a you know better defender than Smart if you want to, but he's not a more physical defender. He can't guard fours. He can't guard five. So no. you you lost something here in these two guys. There's no beef at all. Uh, I I want to ask this question though, and I think this ties a little bit into Brown. Uh, I want your guys' reaction. I'm going to play back a clip from uh, Brad Stevens during the Porzingis press conference before the Grant Williams stuff was decided when people were asking, uh, you know, kind of, you know, what does this mean uh, for, you know, the team trying to build and trying to spend now that you've spent all this money? And here's what Brad said then. I mean, we're really lucky. We've got the green light, right, to to continue to add. I think the the biggest part for us is making sure that we are – you know, smart about building a team, right? And, and obviously you're always looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, this year, but also down the road. Um, but I do think that, you know, again, we're fortunate that, you know, we were deep into the tax last year. We'll, you know, um, be into it this year and, and have the green light to continue to do it. So, it's just so weird to me that Brad's the GM. So it is. So again, it's this is why, it's and so this is weird. a lesson for people out there. Anytime they're going to be like, but Brad said, like, nothing matters. Okay. Like, they have the green light, but they have to be smart. That means literally nothing. It, it's, it, it doesn't, you, it can't, it doesn't need to be spoken. Like, we will spend money if it's, worth it okay so it was deemed that going deeper into the tax than they already are even for this year and then worrying about it later deciding whether to trade or whether to move things uh wasn't something they wanted to do with grant and you can argue whether or not they even thought grant was worth this money but this was a salary dump so you was in in effect traded you know uh smart and grant for porzingis and that's fine. That's the final trade. And you get a Warriors pick too. Yeah. That's your trade. They got two first, John. No, it's fine. And well, and one, seconds. One and, and, seconds. And some seconds. Yeah. It's still it's then still not a bad him. trade, but ultimately Grant me. is a casualty of the Porzingis. But if they truly didn't care about the spending, you could keep Grant. 
your worst. You had to want to keep Grant, and they didn't. And I don't know if they. So it ultimately comes down to: Did they want to? And no, I don't think they did. If they wanted to, I mean, he'd he would have been playing right during to win the championship. Year, right. So exactly. is that what, what it says what to you? What are the they didn't want him, Jimmy? Out. Like that at, at any price? Because yeah. that's what I was saying during the year a little bit. Oh, I'm not going to say at any price, but I think that they were pretty firm that they weren't going to go over like probably a number that they thought Grant was probably going to get more somewhere else, right? So that's where they were at with it. They thought he was expendable. Bobby already mentioned it how they Jay tried Gallinari, other things throughout Mascala, you know, last season. Yeah. Gallinari, um, you know, other players coming in and out of the lineup while Grant sat throughout the regular season. We know that he kind of pouted, I guess, when he's when he sat in the bench, and that led to him being benched more. So. There was definitely a rift there between player and and you I know mean, we probably know some of the reports that came out were from Grant's mouth I think at this point right throughout the season um, so there yeah. was definitely something going on between player and, and team or player and coach there and at that point it, it it probably was frayed to the point where the Celtics weren't going to you know give him a, a you know it wasn't going to be a player friendly deal on on their end and, and I don't think Grant felt the same on on his end either about giving them a team-friendly deal. So he got his money. Celtics said, okay, well, we're going to look elsewhere. They got Porzing- a guy like Porzingis now, who I think we can all agree is, is a much more talented, skilled player from all over the court on the offensive end. But like John said, they, they lose a little meat. I think they lose a little toughness. They're not a tough team at all. Um, so I don't know how that's going to, ha- how that's going to uh, affect things, especially in the playoffs when you, you do need to be tough and play harder. So those are some things that uh, I'm a little bit concerned about. But as far as Grant's concerned, um, we, we talked about it on a previous show. We kind of gave him our send-off. But um, I, I thought that he had one good year on this team, one good season. That's it. So for all the people out there who want to act like Grant is this $15 million player, I don't see it. I mean, and not a knock on him. He's a great guy and, and a, again, another great personality. But – I think where I think a lot of people are overvaluing what Grant Williams is. He's a role player. That's right, it. But he's, he's a still, he's, he's, still a, a he's still a Mavericks. relatively younger player who is continuing to improve unevenly through this last year. But you thought at a certain point, or at least I thought, that this was going to be the four after Horford you know, career winded down. And now you start so many guys in the league, Bobby, take off after like two years. They just take off. They're a star, right? That's not Grant Williams. He he had one good year. He was benched in his last year on the team, a year that they could have definitely used him. They had championship aspirations this year, and the guy was D. And I didn't agree with it the whole way through. And every time he'd go in there, he'd play that's fine. You didn't agree with it. You didn't agree with it, but apparently the Celtics had seen enough, and and it was always changing. That's all that matters. He started the season pretty hot. It was like 50, 40, 90, All of a sudden, twenty millions flying around. Maybe some of that stuff annoyed the team. Yeah, maybe you guys. You Hello? guys threw twenty million around. I I've been <laughs> right. <laughs> they were probably annoyed by that. I stuck like... on my line on twelve point five to thirteen. Is it was was what he was worth? He's a mid level. He got the a, most. He's a mid level. Fortunate Horford can keep filling that gap. He's a mid level guy, you know, who you can pay. Can you, you know, pay on a multi year deal, but like beyond that, 
you're not going to pay 20 million. You just go get a mid-level guy for one or two years. And, no, and they went and got a it. they went and got a minimum guy in O'Shea Brissett, who I love. Not they, another team, another team with oh, money okay. can say, I'm not giving Grant more than what mid-level money is because I think I can get his value in a mid-level guy. In a yeah, the cap contract. space teams really didn't go near him, but that's restricted free agency too. Like teams don't want to tie their cap up, especially before the moratorium ends. So you got killed what, in that sense. One thing I wanted to mention with Grant, which cracked me up. Um, he does his little kind of goodbye and farewell interview. I forget was it was it with the Athletic or Matt, uh, Globe? I can't. Who was he had a couple. With? He did one with Athletic. Okay, so uh, one one he was talking about the ribbing that he and uh, let me try to pull it up. Uh, uh, hey, I don't want this. I don't want this. Um, this comment to disappear, and it's not really what we're talking about, but it is okay. really creeping up. Now, would I, would what no is the way. comment? It says. Not sure if you guys mentioned this, but do you guys think of Kelly Oubre and Christian Wood? Also, I feel like wings and bigs are a focus, but our guards don't look too solid to me. We added project free agents. That is from our friend. Don't Eli. see Wood. Oh, yeah, no, o- me neither. O- and I, I, I think people. Oubre yeah. could be a Schroeder thing. Like, you know, he got the MLE, but maybe Oubre is down in the minimum at a certain point and wants to go on a team he could play a little bit with and win with. But He's kind of I a don't frustrating think he, guy. I don't I think, think he right? fits. Especially the style they're trying to play here, too. And this is something we have to take from all these moves is is the style they want to play with now. They doubled down on Joe's So style. I'm going I'm, – I'm switching. I'm transitioning to that, Bobby. But first, I just wanted to throw the one thing I liked from the grand interview. He and Tatum are going back and forth, and he reveals what – uh, they said to one another and how they're close friends. Tatum says to Grant, I'm going to bust your butt when we play you, when we play Dallas. Uh, this was to, the, to, to Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Grant's response is, you think? You can't go left, and I'm going to be physical with you, and you'll go cry to the referees. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Enti- the entire so Tatum true. scouting report. Grant's got it right here. You can't go left. There I'll bump is. you, and you'll just go cry. So, <laughs> so funny. You can already uh, imagine the Grant Smart revenge games next year. Uh, it's gonna be so good. Did want to talk about the um, the Missoula stuff, uh, and uh, one of the things was uh, a report from uh, Brian Win- Winhorse talking about Missoula ball potentially being here to stay. And uh, he was on his podcast on ESPN. Uh, and here's what, uh, you know, some people in the off season, uh, Bobby probably being at the head of the line and me being not too far after really thought hanging on to Joe might not be the right thing to do. Um, you know, I think you accept that you did it. Maybe it wasn't the right thing. You went all in, you kind of, you, you saw things you didn't necessarily like seeing in the playoffs and, our thought was maybe cut bait now rather than figure it out later because you're messing with something very precious. Mm -hmm. And that's like the prime of your two best players entering contract years. And you really don't want to mess things up here. And you, you know, these championship windows close pretty freaking fast. And right now the Celtics for better, for worse have entrusted one to Joe Missoula. Um, And here's what Windhorse had to say. Uh, Not only was Missoula, Never in trouble. Brad Stevens' biggest moves as president of the team has been to lean into 
more of the way Joe Missoula wants to play, which is high volume three point shooting and offense over defense. Isn't that something too? That last line because he would dispute that. Like, and this is the back and forth we had all year. Was uh, did, you know? Are you emphasizing offense over defense? No, the defense is number two. And then Brad said this too in the uh, exit interview. The defense was number two, but it slipped to 10 by the end of the year. And you had an outcry from three players specifically, Grant, Smart, uh, Brogdon, that they need to get back to defense, that they need to get back to double big. They need to get back to the style that they played with before. And I think a number of other players co-signed that as well. So for that to be the outcome to a pretty inconsistent postseason, it, to put it lightly, and, you know, I think there being some rumblings that if they did get swept by Miami, his job might have been in trouble. Well, they turned it That's around. That's shocking to me. They turned it around, but not to the degree where you're like, they were right there. Because they got destroyed in Game 7. And I know there were injuries and other things there, but it was they were bound to lose at some point during that comeback charge. And so they weren't really that close to turning the series around, at least in my view. You guys might disagree with that, but... You're down 0-3, you dig your way back a little bit, you're still a long way from actually winning the series if you lose Game 7 in a blowout. And, you know, they were right there losing the 76ers series. The Hawks series was a couple minutes from going to a Game 7, if you remember. It just wasn't a great run. And there's just been a big attempt to paint this as a really successful season. I think despite the circumstances, he did a solid job. And if you really believe in the philosophy... Go ahead and, you know, support him with the assistance and all this I stuff. I just don't get it. Here. But did we sit here yeah. all year and say things are going great? I hate that. I hate that we say things like, you know, uh, that, you know, we say things like, oh, well, they got to the con- – I've been pushing back against this whole successful season nonsense f- for the whole run of the Jays, okay? Like, because – I mean, you, you 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 went way longer than you should have with an Atlanta team. You got pushed to the brink by Philly that started a series with their best player playing on one leg. Um, and, you know, you almost lost that one. Then you lose to an inferior Miami Heat team and really got outclassed in that series. It was pretty bad. Like if you played you Miami, in game three, if you played Miami first, do you and, and you go one and done is Missoula the coach? Like and no, the owners and the owners in the locker room unloading, telling him to stop Joe playing. Up. Like 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 you know what? Like so, give me a break all season long. After the twenty five and five start, they were good, not great. Like it, that's just that's what it is. Like most of the season, they were good, not great. Uh, under Missoula, erratic. Uh, you know, not necessarily whether they weren't equipped or really not capable of executing his vis- vision, pushing back on it. And this is where Brad comes in. We've made the Moneyball, um, you know, references before, you know, the Moneyball movie where, you know, the Billy Bean character is like, you're not going to play the guys I want and you're not going to play the game the way I want it to be played. I'm going to go trade them. And so in this case, it was the players aren't going to play what Missoula's doing and what we want this team to look like. I'm going to trade him. I'm not saying Grant and Smart were those guys, but he wants to bring in guys or he wants to run the team the way he wants to run that team. So uh, I don't know if they're closer to that goal or not right now, but it's interesting that, I mean, there's never a hint from Brad in the post gate in the postseason press conferences that Missoula is anything he ever considered for moving on for full confidence. And it's just odd to have full confidence in somebody that inspires so little of it at this point. Doesn't I mean must- you 
doesn't mean you fire him, but certainly like, yeah, I, it's, I, it's not a certainty. Like you might have faith in his abilities as coach, but you're, you cannot be certain he's going to be able to execute um, at this level. It's a hard friggin' job. Yeah. So what's strange to me too, is that like, it wasn't like this was their, this has been their guy forever. This guy shouldn't have even been their head coach. Something crazy happened. And right before the season started and the Celtics really didn't have much of a choice, but to put him into the interim coach position, it would have been Ime and he would have probably gotten uh, it, he would have either still been an assistant or he would have gotten a head coaching job somewhere else and they would have let him walk. But now just because he was basically placed in that role, they didn't have much of a choice. Now he's like God's greatest coach to NBA God's God's greatest gift to NBA coaching. That's what I don't get. And I'm, I was stunned when, when Horace said that he's, you know, not even close to ever being on the hot seat and like they have full confidence. I'll tell you what, obviously Jalen Brown must be a fan because if it had anything to do with getting Jalen Brown to resign or whatever, then I'm sure that he would have been gone. Right. I mean, if, if that was an issue. So, I mean, the players seem to be okay with the guy. I just, nothing, especially. nothing stands out to me that is like great about him as a coach. Like it's, he doesn't, Stand out X's and O's wise. I don't remember, remember many play calls that he made throughout the season. I don't remember many timeouts that he made throughout the season. And they choked in the in the playoffs and they lost. And so, like all those things combined, with the also the idea that there's a lot more experienced coaches out there. I'm not saying go find a coach that's that's been a head coach and is just getting like transferred around from team to team, but there's more experienced assistant coaches out there. There's a lot of options. So to be so dead set on this one guy, Missoula ball and all this stuff. Okay. Wow. He, he, he likes offense over defense. Wow. That's really riveting. There's tons of coaches that can have I, had that. Can I pull this up too? Cause I, I, I talked to Sam Cassell out in Vegas and, you know, obviously it's a, it's been, you know, a big deal that they brought in a couple of high profile assistants here to work alongside him. And they keep stressing like, Oh, he's going to learn. And now he's got some support and stuff like that. I, f- I found this quote really interesting him um, from Cassell because I think it reflects what we're talking about here. Cassell said, I just told him it was an honor. I even heard, I hadn't even heard from anybody else. It was an opportunity that I was looking forward to. And I think Joe's an amazing coach. I'm here to just help them enjoy that. We have a great team, and I won't change his mentality. That's who he is, but I'm going to help him enjoy it a little bit more. That's all. So even, like, with the assistance that they're bringing in, they're stressing that, like, we're not, you know, you're not here to try to, like, adjust Joe's style. Like, this is what we're doing. Is Sam acknowledging that Joe was an absolute nervous ball of, you know, just a wreck last year with enjoying it more because he was so hyper-focused on what was going on? Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought that quote was very telling there that like these assistants, they're not going to change things. And even Charles Lee, very similar system in Milwaukee to what the Celtics are doing here. Yeah. But here's the thing. Both Jimmy and I agree. And I loved Kevin Durant's uh, tweet, you know, last week about offense wins championships. Uh, I, I fully wholeheartedly agree. You can't ignore defense, but you need to have, you know, a, a, good offensive players, good shooters, and a good offensive system. Um, so I have no problem with putting a great amount of emphasis on getting players in here that can play that style of ball, provided they're not an absolute turnstile, you know, on, on defense and, and, and can't compete on that level at all. But also, uh, John, 
They need to be able to score in more ways than one. But exactly, it can't just be you've just got guys who hit threes. And right now, right, there's not – it's just a team that doesn't get – doesn't know how to get easy buckets, you know, doesn't get enough of them. One of the strangest things about Jalen Brown is how infrequently he gets to the line for a guy that goes to the basket as often as he does. They need to find, and they brought in Porzingis, who again is kind of more of a shooter, you know? So that's my biggest question. Is Porzingis just going to be exclusively spotting up like Horford was? Are they going to post him up? Are they going to work him in between? I don't know. I don't know. In that press conference, and you were there, John, it did seem like they're, gonna get him his post they up talked like about the post but they, they were asked specifically about the post up right you know we're actually one of joe joe's joe moments in that press conference hey what are you gonna do to the really good post player like porzingis you know to try to get him the ball in the post he goes we're gonna get him the ball in the post and then brad was like that doesn't seem like something like come Missoula on man. with love though especially yeah. like i know he was very efficient last year one one eight points per possession he hasn't been that efficient in the past. In fact, he's had a couple of disastrous seasons in the past. And I talked to someone out in Vegas about this in Dallas. They put him in the corner and he was kind of just catching and shooting off Luca. And he wasn't loving that. And he would try to post up and Carlisle didn't like it there. And there was this whole thing in Dallas. Cause Carlisle is another guy who's like space five out, like, you know, real, a lot of movement on offense. Nobody posts up in today's NBA. It's not that important. So, yeah, is he just going to be shooting threes off the catch, Porzingis? Maybe that's I mean, what he's committed to here. But that's like when we're talking about this whole Missoula mindset, that's what I could picture this Porzingis experiment becoming a little bit. Yeah. Like, like Horford, there was a stretch where Horford didn't shoot a free throw from like mid-March until nearly the playoffs. I know that was bananas. I know they're different. I know they're different players, but would you be stunned if Porzingis has taken like 75, 80% of his shots from three here? I'm curious to see how it looks there, um, but it. I would be a little stunned. I mean, someone has to score in the paint or like inside the three point line right. on this team because it's not Rob because he doesn't shoot the ball and everybody else is just parked at the yeah. three point line. So, again, we saw what happened when a team was just like, hey, let's just play defense at the three point line and prevent them from shooting hey, on the three. Remember Spolster's quote? He did that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the comment section just reminded us about it too. It's, it's all so, you gotta do. Yeah, is stop them at the one. <laughs> it's thing that, that simple. They do well. Yeah, so it's like, that's it. So it would be pretty foolish, Bobby, if they just run it back with the same, you know. Well, ideas this is what worries me. Games. And again, like I, I like Joe. Like I, I do think he can get better. And if they really, really believe in this, and you guys do too, the offense thing. I get it. And there were signs at the beginning of the season. Like you talked about Jimmy. What did he do? Like, did he even add to this group? When they were 21 and five, I thought a lot of the things he was doing were solving issues from the previous year. But that didn't continue. And teams adjusted and they took that stuff away. And he really didn't have answers for it. They just kept doing the same stuff. And it like even got dumbed down, I thought, a little bit into the playoffs in terms of like ways they were moving and all that. And some of the new players are going to require a little bit of integration in different ways too. Like O'Shea Brissett, I don't love him taking exclusively three-pointers. Like he's a cutter and all that. So they got to adjust here. And you know what? I will say, John, Porzingis being here does adjust things a little bit if they are going to utilize the post. Going back to double big is a little bit of an adjustment away from what they did last year. And they talked about that at the press conference too. So I don't think they're just running back what – uh Mozula did a year ago. Like I do think they're fine tuning it here, but I don't, I gotta see it first. I really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. 
we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, we are still going to talk a little bit. We're going to get Bobby's quick wrap, uh, quick whip take on uh, Summer League um, and whether uh, Celtics rookie. And again, I was dubious. Second round pick. You know, I figured, you know, you're riding the J.D. Davis and Express back and forth to Maine, mm-hmm. not making any contributions. But we are going to get Bobby's uh, opinion on uh, the Summer League team. We're going to check in briefly with Joe Sweet, but nope. <laughs> nope. Still, Still no good. Okay. Right after this, he just threw in the towel. That's how Still bad. No good. That's like, the last time anyone's seen Josue Pavone alive. Yeah, Miss, okay? missing persons report. That'll be the picture. I'm just telling you, it's. I'm, I'm a little worried. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't uh, even texted get, us. That's crazy. He hasn't. I think. I literally, it's like it's <laughs> like. Just, I think lightning. Hit, <laughs> I think a, a lightning strike in Brockton just took Josue <laughs> out. That's it. Uh, but anyway, uh, we want to I tell get you- it. If he was at like one out of a hundred, it wasn't going to happen within the hour. Yeah. All right. I want to take a minute to tell you about Factor Meals. Factor, this summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for your sunny, active days. You got to get out on the go again. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals this summer i got a story myself run out to grab some bucket hats we just produced uh trying to get out of town in time for vegas packing and all the rest didn't have time to cook as i normally do so what i do threw in the chicken the broccoli two minutes and it was ready to go factors fresh never frozen meals all you have to do is heat and enjoy and get back outside and soak in that warm weather uh, this new surf and turf meal options, roasted garlic, filet mignon, and shrimp, Cajun-inspired shrimp and salmon, the delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fill a variety of lifestyles, keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, protein-plus protein great as well. I love that they have 34-plus chef-inspired, dietitian-approved impr- weekly options featuring premium ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, truffle butter and asparagus 45 plus add-ons as well breakfast items uh, cinnamon pancakes apple cinnamon pancakes bacon and cheddar egg bites potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet as well Uh, they can support your nutritional goals any time of day love their shakes as well the smoothies were awesome my go-to strawberry banana love those as well rest assured you're making a sustainable choice and so this July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals. It's America's number one meal kit, uh, ready-to-eat meal kit for a reason. Just head to factormeals.com garden50. Use the code garden50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code garden50 at factormeals.com garden50. That's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-A-A-L-S dot com slash garden 50 get 50 percent off your first box okay. and go get yourself you and you support ag1 or factor meals we'll send you a garden report t-shirt that is a guarantee um and we also have a merch store starting to kick up with a uh with i, I believe as you saw on twitter we have a the the, the makings of uh, bucket hats and some other uh, some other uh things wow. as well let's quickly get a celtic summer league recap I was wearing it, by the way, in Vegas. The the phenomenal hat. Yep, looks uh, good. 
Yeah. You take any pictures, Bobby? You kiss any babies out there? Yeah, we ran into a couple fans of the show out there. Not you know, not a ton, but it was it was, it was getting some rave reviews. The hat, so it'll be on sale soon. And wow. uh, check that out. As, Will you be autographing as, any of them? Okay, I'm, sorry. I'm more than happy to. Sorry, John. <laughs> so summer league went in. Wasn't very riveted by this team. Wasn't a lot of buzz around it. A, like training camp just kind of came and went because it didn't seem like anything substantial would happen with this group, especially Jordan Walsh. And that's who we obviously have to focus on here. It looked like, you know, we talked about him on draft night. I was watching him, you know, for a couple weeks going into the draft as a fringe guy, you know, a second rounder. Another guy like J.D. Davison, who was big time coming out of high school, really struggled really had a projective in a different situation, playing a different style to think that he was going to succeed quickly in the NBA. And he was great. I thought like, and again, it's summer league, the competition, all the rest. You always put those, you always put those uh, asterisks on it. Great relative to expectations because he supposedly doesn't have do anything on offense. Yeah. Doesn't have a mature offensive game, but in the summer league, he was getting his three pointer off. The stroke looked pretty good. He was able to get to the basket on, on a couple of occasions defensively though, man, he got caught flat footed several times. He really had, he didn't look great on defense at all. He was all over the place. So the defense, you know, wasn't as advertised out there, but weird system. They didn't really have centers. They they were running a zone a lot, by the way, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if we're going to see that during the year, but they played a ton of zone out there, him at the top. But he got disruptive at times. Against the Lakers, they had a five-point lead late. He deflected two balls, once in the backcourt, once in the half court, to maintain that. Then he made a great cut to the basket uh, to give them a seven-point lead. 40% from three. I said in our videos, Sean, if he does that, and of course it's not necessarily going to translate, but if he does that, he's playing this year. A guy shooting forty percent from three. If he hits, sizes. if he hits forty percent from three, Bobby, he's going to play. But yeah, no kidding. But like, what? What? If he even taking point th- three shots a game. Yeah, if he, no, hits, he came out in the first two and took, uh, I think six a game, six eight he, a game. He's look, in, I mean, summer league. Yeah, it's. If he's not an abysmal shooter, he can find his way on the court. Because if he's going to get minutes, when the ball rotates over to him, he has to be able to do something with it. You mm-hmm. can't be a zero on offense. So, right. for sure, if, if he can play – but that's provided he can play defense at the NBA level. He looked not great on defense, so he's got to button that up first. Somebody who can play NBA-level defense just has to shoot okay to find his way on the court. I mean, semi Ojale freaking played. You know, right. and he wasn't an outstanding defender either. I mean, he's about as bad as a player as who could play significant minutes on a decent team, and he did. So, if Semi is the bar, can Jordan Walsh get there? Sure. And if he does get there, that's actually a success for a second round pick. If he's a little better than that, that's even better. But like, if you have a guy who can come in and actually defend wings and knock down a couple of threes, and he's an okay three and D guy, yeah, that's a massive home run with pick thirty eight. But I don't know. I you know. I, you, you think Listen, like I'm not, I'm you not think betting. there's a path to minutes for him this year? I do. I think you know there's there's a need at that position this year where if he plays great, I don't think he's gonna be stashed in Maine all year. I don't think he's JD Davison. And the you know the draft pick reflects that he went in the 30s, not the 40s and 50s here. You know, this is a guy who probably should have been a first round pick given the year he had last year. He wasn't so. Listen, he's 19. He needs to mature physically and within the NBA scheme. 
Uh, so I'm not expecting him to be a major part of this team this year. But the reason they drafted him, John, is he shot really well in the workouts. That translated to summer league. Now let's see if it translates to preseason and the regular season. Because that's the name of the game, especially for this team. If he can get threes up, be confident with it, and hit them, that's a great sign. And so this is all I'm saying is that given what the expectations were coming into summer league, I think he overall exceeded them well and looked pretty confident out there doing it. Um, I, I think he's going to find some playing time, but I'm not going to get super hyped up about it. Um, you know, a second round pick guy to find a bunch of minutes that early on. Let's put it this way, Bobby. If you're contending for an NBA championship and, you're, and your second round pick is getting significant minutes, something's wrong. Something's right. wrong when you're, with your roster construction. So they, it would be nice if he could contribute end of the rotation, get his feet wet a little bit. I do think he'll have a bigger – role than jd davidson um because i do think he can play i think davidson was really bad out there by the way yeah so uh, davidson's my next question it's a tough picture floating around about davidson (laughs) you guys saw that one yeah yeah, who was the first pick from the nets trade (laughs) um was it james young yes oh boy i can't i can't remember everybody drink It was, yeah. No, no, no. I can't remember if it's him who I'm thinking of, but there was one Celtics player who, like, basically, like, in their second or third year in the league, showed up to summer league and, like, looked worse than they did before. And that was basically it. it. Uh, Whether it was young or some, it might be someone else I'm thinking of, but Davison, like, I can't imagine they played summer league. Davison looked worse than he did last year. And in summer league, that's bad. You should be able to, a year two guys should really be dominating uh, at this level. They really should because they should just be able to get what they want a little bit right. more frequently. You've played the speed of the NBA game, or at least you've been around it and it's different. So it's not a shock to you. Like Davison looked brutal. Like I wonder if like we never see him again. I already don't think there was a lot of <laughs> momentum for him. And again, I don't know. Yam Madar. Yam's gone. Yam, <laughs> Yam, Yam and Joe Sway are somewhere together right now. <laughs> I, I still I still like uh, Juhan there in, in France, but Oh God. <laughs> I bet you do. No, Davison Goodman never loved him, which again, I, I really put a lot of stock in what Goodman never said. loved who? Uh Davison. Jalen Brown? No, JD Davison. Oh yeah. So him <laughs> <laughs> too. So, yeah, I mean, he just came out in the first game and was throwing some wild turnovers around. He had a, a 10-11 turnover game at one point down there, and that was a little bit of an issue for him up in Maine last year. But I kept stressing this with people because people kept hyping him up wow. as if he was going to have a role this year. He didn't play a minute last year. A minute. for the, a, a real minute for last year's team. And they had some nights where, you know, guards were Oh, he were played off. some scrub time. Yeah, but he never played a real minute for this team last oh. year. And so they didn't play cornet minutes. Cornette was out there. Those are real minutes. Those are real minutes. Those are real, real minutes. I don't have a great, I don't have great faith in his future here. um, Especially with Banton in here. Banton looked. What about Scrub? Scrub looked awesome. And I I said after a certain point, like. Tough name. (laughs) Brad's never going to let another undrafted free agent go, uh, you know, anymore. (laughs) He's just going to sign them all. Like he's not, he's not going to have another spruce. Yeah. 
No, I mean he's been in the league for a couple of years Seriously. now, so he's not he's not a great two way candidate. In fact, I think this was Scrubs last year that he could even be on a two way. Yeah, I heard out in Vegas that he wasn't looking to be on a two way, so I don't think there's a ton of upside here. But he came out and shot fifty percent from the field and fifty percent from three. So if a guy does that, sign him up. You have three two way spots. You're not really losing a ton by signing him up. I like that. Well, Scrub did get drafted. It, I, he was yeah, a dra- I no, thought he, he was an undrafted guy. He was a late second guy. He played with the Clippers and then the Yeah, Magic no, he was a late there, second. So. I thought he was an undrafted guy. Anyway. Um, what about Ben? Ben uh, didn't look amazing to me. Um, I know, again, turnovers. He's huge, so he rebounded well. Uh, the shot's not great. We knew that coming in. I don't think he shot well from three out there. So there's, there's going to be some heat on Pritchard. You know, to yep. do a little something here, but I don't think Ban's a guy who's going to play Pritchard out of his role. It looks like he's, the chat he's still young. I know. Again, like he came out and shot lights out down there. So if a guy does that, great, sign him up. But uh, I don't think he's going to be a real impact guy on the team this year, especially at that position. So we'll see. You know, he might just be part of the dynamic and development up there in Maine, and you know, help in that sense. Uh, I think Banton's the guy you got to look at a little closely though, because they are a little thin at the guard, and we don't. We haven't talked about this, John, but what's going on with Brogdon? Like Brad, again, he's fine. He's recovering. No surgery. I haven't really seen him. Haven't really heard from him. So Training there's two things around. I'd love to hear. And this is, I, I said this last year too. You're thin at that guard if, if you Brogdon is one thing you want to get some positive updates sooner than later. The last thing I want to hear, which is what I feel we're going to hear, is you're going to get a Rob Williams Brogdon update about him having surgery like in late August. And it's going to be like, should be ready in time for Christmas. And like, why now? Like, so he's either fine or he's having surgery. Pick one. Like, I, you're going to wait it out to see if he's okay and then hope that he doesn't need surgery. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Number two, I just want one fake Instagram video of Rob Williams with a basketball. Oh, you didn't see him, John? Oh, is there one? Oh, last couple of days they've been flying around. He's working oh. with a uh, he's working with a trainer I know named um, Aaron. I can't think of the last name off the top, but yeah, he was putting shots up. He was dribbling around. He was, it was your classic highlight video. Send, how are you not sending for. these to me? <laughs> I thought you would have seen him. I know I've been in a cave. I, well, no, I've been I've been roasting under the sun for a couple of weeks, but <laughs> no, I missed that. So I want that back. Hey, did you fall asleep at a fish concert? Is that what happened? Or Grateful Dead? That's what it was. Grateful Dead. Yeah. No, I just, I just, this is how I roll. Yeah, we'll we'll get those out to you, John. I'll do the, uh, I'll do the Jimmy for now. Ahmed heard it. He's he sent it to me. Oh my God! Let me watch. Oh my God, Rob! Look yeah. at this guy. Wait, what? Let me see it. Uh, no, I'm watching it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get copyrighted by putting someone else's content. Is it still? We got. Oh we my got god! He just hit a lefty one-handed oh, shot yeah, in the okay, lane. Okay. Look at that. We can spell. This is better. This is better than any Ben Ben Simmons video I've ever seen. I wow. thought you would have been all over this, John. That's Look at that. Bar. He's got he's got things flying around at him. Oh my god! This is so good. Um, I did hear, by the way. So he's been in the. So here's the thing. Rob I don't Stunk. Care, I don't care about whether or not like oh he hit jumpers in the video he's gonna hit jumpers during the year i'm just glad he's playing basketball now because like last year you wondered like what was going on we never saw a video of him never at any point and in fact it was very clear that when he showed up finally he just showed up to work out in in waltham or i'm waltham and and they were like 
and uh, in uh, in Brighton, and, and like a couple days in, he was like, "Oh man, my knee hurts," and they're like, "What?" Yeah, and so that's what happened. I finally. Who cares if it's again? Who cares if it, this highlight reel is again? I just three, care that he's playing. Like, uh, I just care cares? that he's actually working who on his cares? game. That's the key. Because <laughs> so I don't think I don't think he's done any basketball related activity for the last couple off seasons. So any like any step forward you want to see him take on his game, he hasn't been able to do. So yeah, and he, he right, he is not. He stayed in Boston progressed. after the season, which is something he didn't do last year and was checking all the boxes and just close to the team, you know, for that month or so after the season ended. And I think, you know, and he's gone back down south home now, but you're seeing the videos that he's continuing that progress down there. And again, like you said, John, the way you drew it up almost was exactly how it happened. Like it was like a full summer at home, just hanging out, showed up to camp, complained about the knee, boom, surgery. So it's a completely different summer this time around for Rob, which is very encouraging question I just have is what kind of role he's going to have on this roster. Like, I think uh, the plan probably is for him to start next to Porzingis, but I'm not certain of that. I, I just don't know how that fit's going to go on offense. You know, where one guy always needs to be in the middle of the floor, but they could be devastating defensively if they find a way to make it work. But if, if Rob, again, everyone knows the wild card with the health. Nobody thinks just because he's playing a little basketball in the offseason that he's going to be healthy. That's not the point. The point is entering camp in shape because he hasn't been I um, think he will. I, either due to surgery or two years ago, just showing up overweight um, and not, not in basketball shape. It was obviously not done stuff and going in the quote unquote lab as the kids like to say, and actually working on some aspects of your game. So when you catch the ball, you actually might consider looking towards the basket and seeing what you might be able to do. He's a frigging, he's the one he and Jalen are the two at ma- massive athletic edges they have on this on this team he he can't limit himself he has to recognize that he can be a weapon in more ways than just uh, a lob thread and on the offensive glass so he can do anything resembling half court basketball that helps this team massive massive thing but also just showing up in shape so we don't have to say like wow it doesn't look like rob can jump for the first three months of the year because he's working his way into shape right that would be amazing and just that's how you up- lose Showing up and being able to jump out of the gym like he normally does would be great, you know. What they need Rob more than ever because they are yeah. so still extremely like thin at that position. Like, I don't know, they're not addressing it. They just traded Grant. I mean, I mean, you can say Porzingis is a is a bigger guy, but he doesn't play that style of basketball on the defensive end, obviously. So they need Rob to really be ready to go to start this year. They just do. Yeah, you, he, how much are you going to get out of Al this year? You don't know. I mean, it's all it's all like bonus at this you point. You need the Al. Rob leap at some point because ultimately, what did you say? When they signed him, this could be a steal of a signing because right. it, he was at that point, you're already your third best player. And you're like, if he just – if he, he could be an all-star if he continues on a trajectory just based off of his freakishness and his defense and the mm-hmm. center position not being necessarily like, well, you know, obviously it's, it's, it has a bunch of great players now, but he, uh, you know, there's so many things that he could do um, for you. If he, if he can even do some of them, it, it makes a big difference because he's, he's been flat, if not backwards, since his breakout two years ago when Brad refused to play him. No, and there's going to be something of a competition for that fifth spot in the lineup. Like, I've advocated for Horford there because I just think it makes more sense. But if Rob comes in, as you said, John, improved, blown everybody away and a little more versatile, 
you could do some special things out there defensively again with Porzingis and Rob playing together, Rob playing that and, role we did a couple of years he, ago, and with White. But also, again, and if they start to look to Rob as somebody who they can work into their offense as opposed to ignoring him, you know, for 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 for, for you know, entire stretches out there, there's a guy who shoots 80% from the floor, like, Get him the ball occasionally. Yeah, last season was really bad. And again, <laughs> they don't I, even look at him. They and don't you know look I mean? at him. It's, the it's amount of baffling. lob attempts that Brown and Tatum miss, you know, because their heads down. Like, look for the friggin' guy. You know, he's a th- he's a threat. Yeah, I worried about the trade because it, it's over now. So. <laughs> yep, he did. I know, right? He was he was the one guy, and I, you know, I'll still go back to that, but that's for another day. All right, he needs he needs to have a huge year. He he really does. I like it. Because last year was a step back, and it wasn't a completely lost season. But you go look at the reference page, Jimmy. He played 35 games. I mean, in those games, like, half of them probably weren't very effective. So how many good games did he have last year? Like, a little over a dozen? Rob? Yeah. Even his games where the eye test told you he was ineffective, the metrics said that he was. So, again, he's an impact player at at 40%. Which Last year, he was about 50%. All year. I mean, right. not even you just, close. You're just still waiting for him to become something more than he is. And I, you know, part of this trade, John, I think is something of an acknowledgement that you don't want to just keep waiting forever on that. You, Sink you're or swim. Have to hedge. Yeah. 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 Sink or swim with Rob. You got no choice. If he's not good, you don't have anything else. You're screwed. Right. <laughs> he's got to be good. I know, especially now that Grant's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, closing Facts, thoughts, Jim, Jimmy Toscano. What, how would you like to close? Well, based on everything we talked about today, the main thing I think still in everybody's mind is the Jalen Brown situation. My antennas are up. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't wait for whatever happens to happen. Just <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, I I think something's up. I still, you know, if I was a betting man, I still believe that a deal gets done, but it's, it's so typical that this is how the negotiations gone. It's so typical of this like relationship of this player, of this organization that in my opinion, anyways, that this is where we're at right now. And, and it's stunning. I think it's not stunning. I think like, I'm not surprised at all that this is where we're at. No, I so. thought it was going to go right through. I really did. So, so Bobby, <laughs> so young, so naive. So I'm in the camp and I'm, I've been surprised just, you know, listening to all the podcasts, reading all the articles, the consensus seems to be on this off season for the Celtics that they've gotten worse, that they, I've even heard Bond temps call them a loser among, you know, off season teams last night or whenever that wind horse podcast came out. I think the pessimism on this group's going a little strong. I don't love it either. I'm probably leaning toward that camp. But the Porzingis deal, I think, is a pretty good calculated risk. They're like, better. I don't, I don't, I don't love it, but I get why they did it. And we all asked for things to shake up a little bit. I hate seeing Smart go. I think they lost a lot in him, and I think they're going to see that they lost more than they think they did there. But I get the risk, and I get that being the route you go to t- to shake this up. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to kill them for that. I don't like the Grant thing, but again, that's water under the bridge because I haven't liked that since February. So if they can find a way to piece together replacing his minutes and they continue to succeed in spite of that, so be it. I don't love it. I always like Grant here. I wish they could have made it work, but I lean not liking this offseason, 
but I'm not sitting here calling them one of the off seasons losers. I mean, you can probably name a dozen at least teams that have much worse off seasons than them. They actually had a pretty, if you're looking at it objectively, uh, off season that you can look at and say this might go really well. Did Milwaukee have a good off season? No. And did, Monta- did Philly have a good off season? Hell no. I mean, okay, there were some the really Heat bad at this point have a good off season. Obviously, if they get Dame, it changes. Who they lost your- a lot. Who of your competitors, right. they lost a ton. Who of your competitors got better? Even the Nuggets lost the key guy. You got, but no, but the Celtics got better. Guys, you, everyone's got to get over this Marcus I, I, Smart I, thing. Like, uh, we love Marcus. They're, they got a better player. Everything needs to go right for it to go better, John. It's no, better it on doesn't. Yes, Everything it does. needed to go right for them not to trade him. But it think this goes down with year an ailment, and all of a sudden year. you're in a really bad spot. It's because Bobby, you could no, say that about Vegas. any player. Bobby, it's because things didn't go right that they had to make a move. That's I know, the point. I know, How and I get are you why they let did it. Things go wrong and say like it's it's so weird to be complacent when the thing you have isn't working. Make a move and say that thing is risky. No, keeping it intact was risky. Like running it back was was risky. That's the thing where we'd be saying to ourselves, "Well, if it works this time, it's not working." They had to do something to be able to become a better team and, and, and increase their talent level. So I don't think so. I think it's so. I think people are just it's fear of the unknown. Well, there is a lot of unknown with Porzingis. It's, but that's just, the thing is, it popped in my head the other day or just yesterday, Jimmy. We were sitting on this show in 2021 saying, who are some awful contracts the Celtics could take back for Kemba? And Porzingis was right up at the top of that list just two years ago. And so he had a great season in Washington. Awesome. But he's going to have to follow it up with another one here. Yeah. Sure. Um, And you know what, though? Better or worse, what I like about them is that they're different. And that was the one thing I said they needed to do in the offseason was do not run it back with the same roster after – consistently underperforming right and i do commend them for that they they made a bold move right you wouldn't have expected them to do this going into the and they might not be done who knows they might not be done are they really going to bring brogdon back they say they are who knows maybe they just have to wait until he's healthy and then then they'll make a decision i i do think people have kind of twisted themselves into i i think there's this feeling that like they lost their only true point guard in marcus like Given the opportunity to play the role that Marcus Smart played, either Brogdon or White would do the same job or better in terms of distribution and running an offense. At different points in their careers, they've been point guard, combo guards playing point and have had similar assist numbers and similar things. It's they, They'll be fine. Marcus Smart was not special. Marcus Smart was special for different reasons, but not because... Here's the thing it projects, though, John, that Brown and Tatum are going to step up in the lead. Celtics fans banking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but the That's thing it. we keep talking... He was outplayed. When you have, and again, he was outplayed by both Brogdon and, again, and You White. can't have it both ways. It's everything is like that blanket that's too short. You pull it up, your feet are cold. You bring it down. Like, it, look, you want more high level talent. You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> sacrifice depth. So you wanted a, you get a player like Porzingis who is a closer to like a legit big three complimentary legit scorer to go along with it. Yeah. Then you're going to start worrying about who your eighth and ninth guys are. There's no question about that, but you've got Pritchard on the team. You've got Hauser on the team. You want to be an offensive team that shoots a ton of threes. Just play those freaking guys and call it a day. Like 
That's that. Why you're worried like about Biggs and you have a seven yeah. foot two guy and Horford and and the best shot blocker in the league. Like, what are we worried about here? You you you. Last year it was like, wow, they have too many point guards, so they trade one, and now it's like we don't have enough point guards. Like, how much of Listen everything? Up, John. How which, much which of talent? everything do you need? How much which, of everything do you need to feel good? A rotation that's ten deep, eleven deep. Was talent an issue a year ago, though? It wasn't the talent. It was the intangibles. And you took two guys who tried in that intangible sense to lead this group. So one thing that you kept hearing about after this trade, this is the opportunity for Brown and Tatum to lead now. Smart's out of there. They don't have to defer to him anymore. But are they going to embrace that? I have to see it. Again, I just—it's just a—it's just, just better talent. You—they you, had great talent a year ago. It's again. What did you lose? You lost. You lost. You had a redundancy at point guard with three guys. Now you're just going to play two of them more. Like it's not. You didn't lose a lot, but you gained a ton. Okay. We'll and Grant Williams wasn't freaking mm-hmm. playing. So again, I don't think they're missing nearly as much as people think they're missing. That's all. I don't think it's as risky as people think. I think running it back with that same core and expecting different results would have been the risky thing. I get it. I get it. You had to try at some point to shake it up, and this was a crafty way to do it. I'll give them credit for it. It's very, it's enticing. You always look at the 7-3 guy coming through the door, and it's not KG, but it's it's enticing and it's intriguing, and I'm really excited to watch it. But I do have a little bit of skip. And there's not many of those guys yeah, available. Right. They don't, most of them don't even exist, never mind they're available. I mean, there are a lot of things to like about him. You can nitpick his game, but 85% at the line, getting there often, 38% from three, having that post-up season he did and being able to pass a little bit. This could be the missing piece, but you do assume some risk. In it. I, ho- I hope he's an asshole, too. I hope he's just a complete asshole out there in the court, too. I don't care. I think That's he will be. Who? Yeah, so speaking of which, let's bring in Austin Rivers and Kelly Oubre if we want the all-asshole team. Yeah, (laughs) anyway. Let's get under some of these guys. Yeah, Um, hopefully we didn't get under too many uh, people's skin uh, on this one. I actually think the chat did like that. Jennifer, that's okay. I don't mind that you think that I suck. Um, I don't mind. (laughs) Jennifer, Jennifer, by the way, first time I'm seeing this name in the chat, I grow on people. Welcome. I'll just warn you. I warn you. Okay. People were really sad you were gone for a couple weeks. I grow. I grow on people, Jennifer. So watch out. (laughs) Like a wart. (laughs) Like a like Like a a wart on the ball of your foot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway. that's it. We're done. But thank you guys for hanging. We went an hour 30. It's pretty good. I, I did uh, miss being gone and I'm sorry for uh, uh, abandoning you. Uh, don't be sorry. It's, it's the off season. season. We got to take our break somewhere, break. right? We don't want to burn yeah, it. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be. Cause we don't go 50, 60 games. Like some of these guys do. We go the whole yeah. damn season. Yeah. We go the, we go the whole season. Uh, no days off. No days off. Man, I I gotta get on a Patriots show because I'm I, I'm friggin' steaming. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I am steaming. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Not just about Hopkins, about all of it. I think it just came to a head. But anyway, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, as we mentioned, as as Jimmy kind of brought up, like we don't know where it's gonna go. We, we one day we might just wake up and the Jalen thing really goes sideways. Um, any major developments in anything with that? Obviously, any trades, any new news on the Jalen thing? We'll hop on there right away and uh, and we will uh, update 
you know, what's going on. And, uh, you know, we'll go live immediately or as soon as we can, you know, assemble the news team uh, with that. In the meantime, we're still going to be doing at least one or two of these uh, per week throughout the rest of the offseason as we head into preseason. And then we're on, baby. As soon as preseason starts, full tilt, Bobby, you know, coverage from training camp, uh, you know, season opening press conferences. Nothing will be like what it was last year. Uh, we'll have that. We'll be doing post game shows from the preseason games, and then we're off and running for the next 82 plus. So um, we're not going anywhere. Thank you guys for hanging with us in the summer show here. Uh, we'll, you know, follow all of us on Twitter yeah. and then our Celtics handle. Put on your SPF, yeah. drink your water. You're not going to look like John. Yeah. Don't try. <laughs> Lather up out there. It's going to be hot this I'm weekend. Wearing st- if you're going to be in Newport, I might see you. I'll be down there in Newport. I'm wearing 70, by the way, Jimmy. I, I don't mess around. I am. No, I have. Not. I want nothing to do no, with Burns. All the time, like baby. I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about 70. Newport. I'm putting cake frosting <laughs> on my face when I walk outside. I'm thinking about Newport Jazz this summer, Jimmy. You been down there? Okay. I have I've always wanted there. to try that out. This might be the year. It's, it's, a, it's time. a time. Yeah, it's, it's time. It's fun. Um, Newport is undefeated. It's the best town in New England, in my opinion. I've had, Not even I, I would say I've had like five of my top, like 20 times in Newport. You know, oh, like, okay. <laughs> this is encouraging. Yeah, I, I know. And they blend yeah, together yeah. and I'm you like, can no, find that was a different want, one. I'm like, oh my God, we did all yeah. of that, you know? So <laughs> I'm looking forward. That's just a couple weeks yeah. away. So yeah, let me know if you're heading down there. Okay. Um, thanks again, guys. We will see you, Jimmy. Any gigs coming? Oh, I just missed one. You guys just missed it, but I do have one in Quincy. It's called um, what is it? Quincy. Um, All right. Quincy. I've I played at Quincy a few times this summer. It's called the um, Waterfront. No, Bay Point Waterfront. That's August fourth. It's a Friday night, and then I'm back there August twentieth. I got Hunters August eighteenth. Oh, I, I got I got a lot of. Come to Hunters August eighteenth. It's a Friday. That'll be fun. And then I've got a lot of private events this summer, John. So unfortunately, you guys can't. <laughs> so, so it goes. I'd love to. I'd love to see John at a gig someday. I, he he likes to talk. I, I, talk. I, I want to. But, um, I've been a few. One time, I even one time I even left a ticket for him. Like um, it was like in Bad Santa, where a guy leaves a ticket and John showed up and just. Uh, I sold. I wish I could have done that with the Taylor Swift yeah, tickets I had. Oh my in. god. <laughs> I sold my Drake oh, yeah. tickets. If those god, weren't dude. gifted to me, yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have cashed out. I anyway. cashed out, Jimmy. I had to. They were going for like 300 That's okay. a good move. All right. That's we're out, move. guys. Thank yeah. you, guys. Keep keep it keep it tuned to CLNS. Um, check our Twitter handles. We'll promote next time we do a show or for breaking news. You can always look for us. I promise we'll be there. It's like a bat signal in the sky. Uh, you know, we, we, yeah. we, we will respond. Where to go. Okay. So, again. We will be there. We'll be about seven to nine minutes <laughs> late, but we will be there We'll be there live. live. Yeah. And uh, how the party starts. Yeah, and uh, again, should we check in one last time and see if Joe? I think Joe Sway is trying to get on. Oh, here he is. Final- oh, here he is. Joe, uh, Joe Sway, final yep, thoughts? No, yep. final, final thoughts. thoughts. All yep. right. He's got the volume. He does. Right. He's doing right. good. All right. Godspeed, Joe Sway, wherever.